What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Tangent Podcast. It is great to be back with you. How you doing today, Jack? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. It's a good day. It's nice to be sitting across from you. Yeah, nearly three table. feet from each other. First time in what, like probably two years, over two years that we've done it in person? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's been a long time. It has. So it, it, we're excited about this one. This will be a fun one, too. Um, hopefully you're all doing well. But before we get into the content for today, we have a drink. And I'm excited about it. Always got a drink. I just think the name's super dumb. <laughs> Why don't you tell them what it is? We got ourselves the Monster Energy Nitro, which is not dumb, but I get is that the flavor? It's super dry. Super dry? I don't know why you'd ever describe a drink as dry, but here's what it says on the side. It says nitro-infused technology, which I didn't know we had technology in our drinks, but uh, it says one of the best-kept secrets in the energy drink Ooh. game, Monster Energy Nitro will blow your mind. Super dry is nitro-infused, creating a smooth, creamy texture that is better experienced than explained. With a full load of Monster's classic energy blend, Monster's Energy's night monster energy nitros got the boost you need. Unleash the beast, the nitro beast. What are you talking? Um, yeah, while you're oh, yeah. reading that, it does say here contains milk. What? <laughs> oh wow! Huh. I'm not sure how I feel about this anymore. How much milk is in here? Does it say? Let's see ingredients. It is a full sugar one too. Dude, it's full sugar, but it still has sucralose. What's up with that? Oh, great. Holy crap, 51 grams of sugar. So we're going to die because sugar and... Okay. So this is what I just looked up. What is a dry drink? And it says, a drink is categorized as dry is it just when it has less of a sweet flavor and more of an astringent bite. Oh. Isn't astringent usually used to describe mouthwash? <laughs> like... Or Stringent. what you put on a wound? Definition. Uh, let's see. It means causing the contraction of skin cells uh, <laughs> and other body tissues. Or of taste or smell, meaning slightly acidic or bitter. That's probably the one they mean. Uh, yeah, okay. I just would never use astringent, too. That's a fun word, though. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm excited, nonetheless, because it has milk. <laughs> he needs some milk. Let's give this a smell. Fruity. Whoa, there's like a... And we haven't been able to do this in a while. There we go. There we go. Whoa. Ooh, that's... Okay, I was was not on board when I heard milk, but that's not... That's pretty good. I like that a lot. That's pretty dang good. It's weird, though. Like, how do you describe it? Okay, you're going to think this is ridiculous, but you know Shasta... Yeah, it tastes like Mount or Doctor. What do they call it? The Lightning Mountain or whatever. It's whatever the the Shasta version of Mountain Dew is. It tastes very similar to that. It's a uh, Mountain Rush. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, it's like it starts soda-y and it ends creamy. The creaminess is really weird. But it's like, disturbing, but the, I don't hate it. It's, I wouldn't describe that as astringent at all. I think that's really good. I'm going to give it like a 9. Yeah, I'll give that's, it an 8.5. That is super good. Um, also, the uh, best off-brand of Mountain Dew is called Mountain Shoutin'. Have you ever had it? I don't... 
think so. I don't... Uh, we got it one time when I was in, like, Washington Oh my gosh, that looks so off-brand. Mountain Shouting. Uh, here's all the off-brand Mountain Dew. There's Mountain Frost, Mountain Shouting, Mountain Chill, Dr. Mountain Bob. W. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Bob. <laughs> Wild Mountain. <laughs> mountain Lion. <laughs> mountain Explosion and Mountain Rapids. Oh, and Mountain Breeze. I like, I'm looking at the Dr. Pepper knockoffs, and there's Dr. Bob yeah. and Dr. Perky. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the, the off-brand thing? Uh, it's Oreos, and they're called Cream Betweens. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> here, here they are. Cream. Uh, cream Betweens and Nutters for peanut you know, and Ew, look at the eyes. And then Crust. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. oh, that's funny. Uh, that's really good. I like that a lot, dude. When we get when you, when you get back up here, we're gonna have a TV on the wall. We'll start doing video again. I'm gonna have an HDMI switcher here, so like, like if I'm showing something, then you want to show something just like that. Boop! Everyone can see it. Us, you, them, whatever. We need a soundboard too. Oh heck yeah, dude! Yeah, I'm just gonna get an old Casio and plug it in. <laughs> nice. Well, this is fun. Good drink. Um. We've got a little bit of space news for you today. So a couple things. One thing to look out for next year, so you got some time. But I just heard about this. Yeah, there I like is, how we used to like tell them like, hey, there's a meteor shower tonight, and yeah, then not release the episode for like, for like two weeks. <laughs> it's like, well, sorry about that. So if you miss this, it's your fault, because it's April of April 8th of 2024. There is going to be a solar eclipse that passes over the entire United States. Full solar eclipse. Oh, really? Um, yep. And so it will pass, yeah, over the entire country. Thank you. Sorry. You're good. I'm just trying Sorry to if you it. all heard my cable there moving around. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Along with that, there was a cool new, this isn't the space news, but cool new telescope that I saw on Kickstarter called Hestia. Have you heard of that? Mm -mm. It's one that you... So it's like on a tripod and it looks like a projector, but you stick your smartphone on it and it enhances your smartphone camera up to like five times the zoom. Oh. And it looks really cool. So they're saying it's got like a solar filter on it too so that you can use it to watch the eclipse. Oh, like, that's kind of like neat. Record it on your phone. So if you want to go on Kickstarter, they're doing like a crowdfunding for that and it looks kind of cool. Oh, there's only 12 hours to go though. Yeah. And I think it's... 190 bucks to get one so it's not cheap dang but it looks cool though like they, they wanted 10 grand for their goal and they're at 3.7 million yeah they've got a lot yeah and um it look i mean the pictures that i've seen from it look really really good of the moon um but apparently they also have like a solar filter you can put on it to Oh, take pictures sweet. of the sun too dude i've so. always wanted a telescope but like this would actually be pretty sweet because then you know smartphone controlled it's a little bit cheaper than an actual telescope but also you can take pictures of it too because yeah like with the real telescope you can see it but but if i have if i have a telescope i can see it but i can't take pictures and see it later kind of thing right. you know so right well that is not the space news and it's not really space news today it's more tech news i thought this was kind of cool and funny though there was a test done at the University of Montana in Montana, hmm. um, which I don't know how good the universities are up there in Montana. I would assume they're pretty good, but they did a study and apparently ChatGPT 
tested into the top 1% for original creative thinking. Hmm. So it beat out 99% of college students in a test that was judged on creative thinking. I thought that was kind of cool. You know what else is a little bit interesting about ChatGPT, though? Let's not get down too too deep into this, because we got a whole episode to get into, but uh, you heard of uh, uh, prompt injection, is what it's called? No. So... Uh, large ChatGPT operates on a large language model, and it's constantly learning. Meaning, every time it talks to you and you talk to it, it's learning from that and making it better for the next time someone uses it. Now, that's good, but there's something people can use it maliciously, just basically. And like, so people were doing running tests with it and saying like, "What's two plus two? And it would say four. And then they would go back and say, no, it's not. It's five. And they oh, go, no, okay. I'm pretty sure it's four. Mm. And then if you just keep going long enough, like, apparently it just accepts it. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, I must have had it wrong. My calculations must have been wrong or mm. uh, or something like that. I now know two plus two is five kind of thing. That's crazy. And, it, and then, like, so people are doing, like, uh, calculations with it, and they're wrong. Like, simple multiplication, and it's wrong kind of thing. And huh because people are messing with it. I think that's hilarious, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> that this terribly complex AI that's supposed to take over the world and rule us all. There there was one I saw. This was back when it was like ChatGPT 2 or 3, where people were basically hacking it or manipulating it to like swear back at them. So it'd be like, hey, oh, right. tell me this as if you were my friend Dan, who's terribly irreverent and swears a lot. And he'd be like, yo, mother effer, like, <laughs> this is the shiz right here. And That's amazing. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy what you can do with prompt injection to avoid the rules and stuff, but yeah. that's a whole other story. I mean, that's all it is, though, is it really just searches the internet for stuff, so you yep. have to even take it with a grain of salt to... See if it's pulling vetted information or just whatever's out there on right. Wikipedia or whatever, too. You know? Or somebody's Reddit post or yeah. who knows what. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, yeah, ChatGPT. I use it a lot. It's great. It's fun, but be careful with it. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell our viewers what we're... Uh, or do well, we, we got an encounter oh, today. Yes. Okay. All right, you ready for this one called I'm ready. The Phantom Patient? Ooh. All right, here we go. Oh, wait. Here we go. The, the ambulance company that I used to work for had a haunted ambulance, Rig 12. A lot of EMTs had stories about it, but I never put much stock into paranormal stuff. That is, until I had my own experience with Rig 12. My partner and I were working in a r- rural community at 3 a.m., and it was pitch dark and completely quiet. We were both dozing. I was in the driver's seat and she was in the passenger seat. I woke up to a muffled voice, but I thought my partner was talking. I told her I was trying to sleep and closed my eyes. I distinctly heard a male voice say, Oh my god, am I dying? Followed by a few seconds of heavy breathing. My partner and I sat up straight, looked into the back of the patient compartment where it sounded like the voice had come from. Things were quiet for a couple seconds, then we heard the click of an oxygen bottle regulator and a hiss as if it were leaking. I turned on the lights, we ran out of the rig. I thought a a transient might have climbed in while we were asleep, so we opened the rear doors, but no one was in there. I checked the oxygen bottles, neither were opened. We didn't sleep much after that. 
That's creepy. Yeah. I mean, you would think... So it was an ambulance. Yep. Rigged. When you said rigged 12, I thought you said it rigged well. <laughs> like, it was rigged well. This is rigged very well. It was rigged well. <laughs> I was really confused, but... Yeah, I guess there might be a lot of death on an ambulance. That's true, so probably. You could have some, some spirits hanging on. A spirit just realizing that he's dying and needed some oxygen, you know? He's just like, maybe, maybe this will help. I mean, you always hear about haunted hospitals. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure an ambulance. Dude, of all the haunted places to go, I think a hospital would be the freakiest. Like, a haunted mansion would be scary, obviously, but a haunted hospital... Or haunted school. I think the hospital is just creepier for me for or some ha- reason. Or haunted church too. Ooh, you got a good point there. Because mm-hmm. then there, you got to bring in like you know demons and stuff like that. Because in a religious aspect, bring in the holy water. You know how you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. That's right. Yeah. That's that's a fun encounter. Thanks, uh, thanks to whoever sent that one in. Uh, Zerbo. 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 Thank you, Zerbo. Um. You want to tell our listeners what we're what we're going over today? Yeah, yeah. So today's an interesting episode, and it might be two, maybe three, depending on how many we find and how long we talk about each one. But this was actually suggested to us by my wonderful wife, uh, where she was like, hey, it's kind of cool how you guys talk about conspiracy theories, but you guys should talk about conspiracy theories that are real, like that actually were confirmed. And I was like, oh, hey, we kind of did that with MK Ultra, But yeah, I'm sure there's more. So that's what today is. And this is going to be a bit of a... We're just going to be throwing stories back and forth at each other about the ones that we know were confirmed to be real. And... So we got a list. Yeah, we got a long list. We're going to go through the list. Some of these are... You probably know about. Some of these you've never heard about. Some of these are downright ridiculous. (laughs) And you'll know the ones... The two when you hear them. Yep. Why don't you, uh, do you want me to kick it off or you kick it off or what? Uh, you pick, pick your favorite. Let's go into that. Um, I'm going to start with Gulf of Tonkin. The Gulf so, of Tonkin. Uh, let's all go back to the year 1964. The Beatles were at the top of the charts. Ooh. My dad was one year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lyndon B. Johnson was the president. Kennedy had been shot. 62, I believe. So this is a couple years after Kennedy. And the United States was currently in the Vietnam War, um, had soldiers over there. And so the conspiracy with the Gulf of Tonkin, or not even conspiracy, the truth with the Gulf of Tonkin, was it was a confrontation in um, the Gulf of Tonkin, which is near, uh, close to North Vietnamese territory, um, and so it was in their territorial waters. And on August 2nd, there was a confrontation between uh, the U.S., who was carrying out some covert ops in the area, and the Vietnamese. And basically what had happened is that the claim was that the U.S. had seen a bunch of torpedo boats coming near two destroyers that they had out there. Uh-oh. One of them, called the Maddox... And its sister ship, the USS Turner Joy, which, fun fact, I've actually been on that ship. Oh, really? In Seattle. It's really cool. Hmm. Um, You can go tour it up there. And so there were sister ships out patrolling these waters, doing some covert ops, right? And so they see all these blips on their 
their radar, and they're like, crap, these these torpedo boats are coming in for us. Um, so they had this confrontation on August 2nd. August 4th, they um, falsely claimed that there was a second incident and um, between the Vietnamese and these two ships up in the waters up there in the Gulf of Tonkin. And so... Um, the U.S. basically claimed that the Vietnamese fired on their boats. And they did this. They claimed this so that they could have justification that they needed to send more forces and spend more money on the Vietnam War. Hmm. So originally, the claims blamed North Vietnam for the confrontation, but it was all imaginary. Um, the incident on August 4th was imaginary. And so there was an investigation after the official report was was released that said that that second attack never even happened. And that was the attack that the government used to justify sending more troops into Vietnam. And then we were there for a while longer. And so that's why a lot of people say that the Vietnam War was based on a lie or like based on right, really okay. nothing. You know, like I, have, a, I have heard that before, I just realized. And so... Um, no one really knows why we were fighting the Vietnam War. It was all based on this lie that the government wanted to go in. And, you know, any time that the government is in war, companies are making money. You know, arms manufacturers and defense companies are making millions and billions of dollars. And oh, so, yes, sir. Um, that's basically what happened. The government lied so that we could go to war. And it ended up getting thousands of Americans killed in a war that... A lot of people don't even know why we're fighting it. So really sad, right, to to do that. Um, but yeah, all, all of that justification was based on a lie. I wonder why they wanted to get into it so bad. I wonder if that's... I think the military-industrial complex, honestly, because when Kennedy was in office, that was one of the reasons people th were, were thinking that they wanted to have him assassinated if it was like the CIA, because... He was trying to pull troops out of Vietnam. Oh, that's right. And um, the government with these defense companies and arms companies and stuff wasn't about that. So that could be one theory. Just money making and classic. trying to gain control, you know. That's so a classic. That is the Gulf of Tonkin. All right. Um, so we've got one down with the Gulf of Tonkin. Well, we're going to throw out two. It's just out really quick with MK Ultra. We already covered that in a, its own episode because of how crazy it was. But SparkNotes version is uh, the the U.S. government basically kidnapped people who had no family or friends. And, well, I don't know. Were some of them volunteers maybe or um, prisoners? I can't remember. But a lot of homeless people. Mostly yeah. homeless people. And they basically drugged them with LSD and trying to basically mind control them. Yeah. It was trying to see if they could control minds or used as like a truth serum or an interrogation tactic for enemies as well. So that's something you, uh, you should go listen to after this episode. Or before. Who cares? It's a goodie. That one's got uh, Dez in it. Yep. Which, which means it's going to be entertaining. Don't you worry. <laughs> I had to do our first bleep in an episode. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. He, I he, can't remember which one it was, but I had to bleep him out because he, he, he dropped the F-bomb. He messaged me when he when he listened to it. He's like, nice bleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's fine. I, don't, I really don't care. But I thought it was hilarious. 
What's next on the list? All right, let's go with something a little bit different. Um, let's go with the big tobacco lie. Okay. So the big tobacco lie. Let me get my notes pulled up here. Um, so you know, back in yonder day, uh, smoking was a pretty big deal. And everybody did it um, for some reason. But basically what it boiled down to was uh, big tobacco. And this, by big tobacco, I mean like the top brands that sold cigarettes. That would have been Marlboro. I don't even know how to pronounce that, honestly. Marlboro. And uh, what's the other big one? Camel. Camel, thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, they basically said that they had when people started wondering okay maybe this tobacco stuff isn't good for us they would be like oh no run huge campaigns saying uh uh basically it doesn't it doesn't have any negative health effects we've done the studies we've never had it found anything that suggests that it's directly related and they did this all under oath um in front of uh the government you know in their ads in and knowing fully well that they were lying and that it does cause cancer and other health problems, but they need that dollar dollar bill. So uh, they they went with the lie for quite a bit of time before um, uh, you know out outing them, and people now know that smoking is horrible for you. But uh, it was interesting to see that. I mean, some people are greedy enough. They will literally let the car their customers die because they're getting paid by them rather than, you know, tell them the truth. Um, they also, on top of that, they would say, oh, we only have a low amount of tar and our cigarettes aren't as harmful as others kind of thing, where they were the exact same as all the other ones and mm -hmm. had a ton of tar. And basically, they were not great people. Um, when, when did they finally come out and say... Do you know like what the year was when they finally admitted to it? Wasn't it like the nineties? Uh, it was like it wasn't that long ago. I want to say the eighties or nineties. When Let's see. yeah, ninety five. Let's see, big tobacco lawsuit of ninety eight. Uh, this one says that by the nineteen sixties, the evidence against smoking was more than damning. Yeah, but had they come out at that point and said... I don't know. At 1964, the U.S. Surgeon General released the first report of health effects on, of smoking uh, that caused lung cancer and bronchitis. Hmm. I'm, I don't know when they finally, you know, were just like, all right, yeah, it's not great kind of thing. But um, that is one conspiracy theory that people, you know, at the time were like, I think they're lying, like, it's got to be bad for you. Why would, Why are they lying to us kind of thing? And, right. you know, some people are like, oh, you're crazy. They're not lying. They can't lie. They're under oath. But that turned out to be true. <laughs> they can't lie. They're under oath. Like, <laughs> that argument to me is just stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I like how they're like, do you realize you're under oath? I'm like, that doesn't change their mind. Yeah. You know, that doesn't do anything, right? right. Like, uh, for someone that's lying, they're probably not worried about swearing over the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. But... Another one that people were called maybe crazy for. Who knows? I don't know. That probably wasn't that hard, that big of a surprise, though. What do you got for us next? 
Um, well, this one's more of a of a silly one. Let's go silly. Um, this one is the conspiracy of Gadar, <laughs> and um, or the fruit machine. The fruit <laughs> machine. What, what it's also known as. Um, I love that. So back in the '60s, the Canadian government. Uh, hold up, I just lost the page. Um, Canadian. I love that. This is Canadian too. Yeah, it's Canadian. So. Uh, it was a device in the 60s that was de- uh, developed, or no, was it the 50s? No, it was the 60s. So they hired a professor um, who was a psychology professor named Frank Robert Wake. And they hired him to develop a machine that could detect gay men. And they called it the fruit machine because back then a derogatory term for homosexuals was fruit. So... Basically, um, how they tested everybody, they were testing the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the Canadian Canadian Civil Service and government, Um, and so they were testing tons of people to see if they were gay, and they they were on this campaign to eliminate any gay men from these positions. (laughs) So what they did, they had this guy develop a machine that showed these men basically gay porn, or gay erotic (laughs) images, and the machine would measure the dilation levels of their pupils to see if they were enjoying it or not and they ended up firing over like 400 people uh as a result of this test and whether all 400 of those were gay or not like i don't know but that's kind of messed up um and then funding was cut off in the 60s but uh, there were over nine thousand people who had been investigated by wow by Gadar. So um, that's crazy that they spent that much time and effort into this. Yeah, like like something that you know I guess was a big deal back then. But like today, it's just like who cares? Yeah. Like there are gay people that work for our government. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like yeah, no one cares. Back yeah. then, they were like, we got to devote hundreds of man hours and probably thousands upon thousands of dollars yeah hire a professor to develop a machine yeah the gaydar so yeah that's the uh (laughs) the gaydar i just like how did they think that was going to be reliable though yeah seriously because your your pupils dilate according to light too like changes in light or change like i mean even emotion and temperature yeah can do stuff like that like the way that it was set up, it was just like a dentist chair, and then they had like a black box right in front of their face, and then like uh, flipped on a TV with yeah. those images, like oh, your pupils yep. dilating. They they showed them like erotic images of men and women, and they would measure their dilation levels in comparison to the two, and then basically yeah, determine which one they liked more. So that is yeah, disturbing but hilarious. In the same way. Oh, and then the other big thing with it first was they originally said that it was to rate people's levels of stress. Oh, really? We're going to show you some porn to see how stressed you are. (laughs) And then, uh, so all these people are like, yeah, we'll try it. And then once they figured it out, they're like, yeah, we're not trying that. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. That's that's great. So that's the Gaydar. The Gaydar. I cannot believe that was a real thing. Right. Like, I didn't know about that before today. But here we are. Speaking of gay government devices that I didn't know about before today that actually turned out to be a real thing. You ready for our next one? 
This one's the gay bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we had to put those hand in hand with each other because it's so similar. But the gay bomb was a non-lethal psychochemical weapon that the United States Air Force Research Lab Laboratory was uh, investigating the probability of something being made like this. Um, it was in 1994, and... Basically, what it did was, it was a bomb, but instead of exploding, it threw out pheromones when it exploded. S sex pheromones is what it says. And, and they would drop it on enemy forces, and basically these pheromones would, I don't know, take over them so much that they would be sexually attracted to each other and not want... To, to fight. fight, I guess. I don't know where the, the how A leads to B there. <laughs> but let's see. The theory in, theories involve discharging sex pheromones over enemy forces in order to make them sexually attracted to each other. That's all it says. But I, I cannot believe that was actually like... I, I want to be in that war room. Like, okay, <laughs> we need some non-lethal stuff. What can we do? I've got it. Make them gay. <laughs> we've tried tear gas. We've tried mustard gas. We've tried, uh, like, the rubber beanbag shotgun shells. What What next? Make them gay. Make them gay. And then they'll start making out with each other, and we could defeat them easily. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Like, even if it did make them gay, that doesn't mean they're just going to, you know, drop Stop trow fighting. and start... <laughs> <laughs> oh man well there were probably already gay people in the military and yeah they weren't doing that yeah so no. it, i oh my word that is <laughs> hilarious um so yeah, there were some leaked documents that canvassed the whole thing as a strong aphrodisiac that could be dropped on enemy troops ideally one which could also cause homosexual behavior Documents describe the aphrodisiac weapon as distasteful, distasteful, but completely non-lethal. That's how the Air Force described it. Dude, did you know that the military won the Ig Nobel Peace Prize for that? Are and you serious? Like, oh my gosh, yeah, right here. Wright Laboratory won, well, I don't know what Wright Laboratory <laughs> is, won the satiric 2007 Nobel Peace Prize for instigating research and development on a chemical weapon. The so-called gay bomb or poof bomb. <laughs> poof bomb? That would make enemy soldiers become sexually irresistible to each other. Okay, so the Ig Peace Prize is... Oh, what is Ig? It's uh, the satirical one, so it's 10 unusual or trivial achievements in scientific oh, research. that's hilarious. It aims to honor achievements that first make people laugh and then make them think. <laughs> Dude, I want to learn more. Dude... That's an episode right there. Let's go over the some big Nobel Prizes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we got the gay bomb and the gaydar, otherwise known as the poof bomb and the fruit machine. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> 
guys can't believe that was actually a thing. <laughs> Could you imagine that today? Like, no, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm that's sorry. good. Oh man, we're. I hope we're not being uh, offensive. Offensive towards gay in any way. I just, we just think it is hilarious that they actually thought these things would work. Yeah. Oh man. Hold up. Um. All right, you got you got the next thing for us. Yeah, just a second. Okay, so the next one is called Operation Snow White. Ooh, this one's um, interesting. So this is having to do with our good good friend of the show, Tom Cruise, and his Church of Scientology. Well, I shouldn't say Church of his. Tom Cruise. It's the Church of Old Ron Hubbard. Uh, I still can't get over that their name is Ron. I literally thought his name was L. Ron, but I learned today it's L. Period Ron Hubbard. Okay. Um, so the Church of Scientology uh, apparently had some unfavorable records uh, with the government. I don't know what they were exactly, but in the 70s, they did not want any bad records out there about the Church of Scientology. So what they did was... They hired a bunch, up to 5,000 covert agents to um, basically infiltrate over 130 government agencies, embassies, consulates. 130? Yeah, there were a lot. Dang. Um, And basically other agencies that were either critical of Scientology or had these records against them. And it was in more than 30 countries that they did this to. Um, So it wasn't just... Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I think it was like majorly the U.S. government that they infiltrated, but it was other pl- other countries too. They would have agents infiltrate these government agencies and go and basically scrub these records, Just negative records, shred anything or yeah, delete anything delete anything that they that... could. Yeah, this was the '70s, so I'm not sure how. Oh, I'd assume it was mostly weren't. document yeah. storage back then, but. You never know. I mean, back then it would be a lot easier to get rid of files on yourself. You just have to grab the file and, yeah, and run, run, <laughs> shred anything. Like yeah, and that's the only copy usually. But like today with computers, you you cannot do that. Yeah. So they infiltrated some very secure government agencies to do this. How they infiltrated, I I don't know. It's had to be a huge operation. I'm guessing it was just like standard stuff. They got a job there. They worked up through the ranks, and as soon as they were able to, they grabbed the things. You're probably right. Like, I mean, they had 5,000 people. Oh, so it says um, they were able to break into a room and make false IRS ID cards. So that would allow them access to certain places so they had people oh. maybe they had jobs there making them fake right. ids and um or getting them you know getting other people jobs to go in and then infiltrate but kind of an interesting one um was it successful or did they get caught like so what? there was a trial um i'm trying to find the year so it was 1979 this was about five years after the operation came to an end Five of the like high up Scientologists were sentenced to only four years in jail, and um, I guess they, they were, weren't really trying to hurt anyone or yeah overthrow anything. So I yeah. guess it wasn't that bad, but yeah. So the wife of L. Ron Hubbard, she got five years in prison, and then they all had a ten thousand dollar fine. Ooh, that's a hefty fine. Um, so yeah, and then there were some more that were that were 
up to jail for six months. So, yeah, they definitely had a trial that went on for a while. Um, and then five years after, they were all sentenced. So, yeah. The FBI raided the Church of Scientology headquarters in L.A. And they had 156 agents go in. And that was the biggest raid ever conducted. Yeah. Dang. 156 agents. Um, and it was a 21-hour raid, and they filled a 16-ton truck with documents and other items. 16, so 16 tons? tons of, well, that was how big the truck was, but I mean, they, they filled, filled that it. truck with... Yep. Um, and then there were some other legal activities they were doing as well against the U.S. government. There was an operation they discovered called Operation Freakout, otherwise known as Operation PC Freakout, and this was a plan to have... Um, Paulette Cooper, who was an author and journalist, imprisoned or committed to a psychiatric hospital. Wait, who who um, wanted this? The Church this? of Scientology was trying to get her and um, put in a psychiatric hospital. So they discovered that she was like a uh, like a like a major journalist in the country. And I'm guessing she was against Scientology, and that's why they wanted. I'm guessing she was probably yeah doing some bad stuff against them. She was yeah she wrote a book. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. The Scandal of Scientology, I think. And so they were trying to get her basically put in a psych ward called Operation Freakout. Dang. And so that's Dude. another thing that they were doing. Have you heard of, like, I'm sure you've heard things on Scientology, but I, I heard a, uh, somebody visited a, or went on the Joe Rogan podcast and she used to be in Scientology, like her and her sister or something like that. Hmm. Anyway, they talked about it a little bit and you have to like, they're like levels Mm-hmm. Like, that you, like, have to, like, evolve through or whatever. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. Was it uh, Leah Romini? That's the lady that I know is, like, the most no famous idea. one. She's the... Was it this actress chick? Um, yeah, I think she used to be... Or was an actress? Lady. Dark hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, that's her. Yeah, she was a pretty famous one. And I think she, like, grew up in Scientology. I don't know if she's still active, but she was one of the most famous ones. Oh, yeah. It's called your Operating Thetan? Thetan? I don't know how to pronounce that. But apparently, like, that's how in tune with it you are. And there are eight. Oh, no, there are. There are 15 levels. And you have to pay money to go up through them. Which, if that isn't a red flag, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's messed up. Uh, the cost to move to OT1 was $2,750 as of 2013. Uh, then OT2 cost uh, $5,225. And it goes up and up. Hmm. But uh, apparently at uh, OT8, that's when the truth is revealed to you. Huh. The truth, huh? Mm-hmm. That's when they tell you Scientology is a bu- bunch of crap. <laughs> we have your money. Uh, according to interviews performed by Mike Rinder, Scientologists have described OT8 as, quote, less than overwhelming. Hmm. <laughs> All right, that's anticlimactic. They have a, they have a uh, cross on their... Like, yeah, I wondered that. Why do they have a cross on their building? I don't know, because they're not Christian. But don't they have like sneakers or something there? They get they get shoes in a spaceship after they die or something like that. Oh, really? <laughs> I know there's like a flying spaghetti monster. But... Oh, dude, have you heard of that whole thing? The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. It's actually kind of hilarious. 
Isn't I thought that was Scientology? No, it's right? not. Oh, okay. It's it's a it's a religion. Oh, Pastafarianism. Yes, that's what, that's what it yeah. is. And they they basically exist just to make fun of religions. Yeah. There was that dude I saw this meme where this guy decided to wear like a colander on his head for his driver's license picture. Oh, and, and he tried said to make him. Yeah, he said he's because he's a Pastafarian. And they, <laughs> and they made. It. Yeah. yeah, they had to let him wear it in his picture. It that's so funny. Oh, I man. love that. We got time for more? Or are we let's see. So we're sitting at um forty minutes. Okay, so let's yeah, do one or two more. Uh, which who just went over that last um, one? Um, I went over Operation Snow White. That's right. So okay, it's your turn. Okay, let me shoot. Choose a short one. What do we got here? Uh, the White Sox threw the World Series in nineteen nineteen. Um. This is something that they were playing against, I believe it was the Chicago Cubs. And yes, the Chicago Cubs. Oh, I was wrong. Sorry. Cincinnati, Cincinnati Reds. Reds. Yeah. I don't know how I got that wrong so hard. But they, um, I think they were just uh, favored to win. Yeah. And, and then they lost. And people were like, okay, there's no way. Like, the way they were playing... Um, it just seemed like they weren't really even trying. Anyways, so people, the conspiracy theories were that they they threw it, they purposely lost the game, and it did come out. Uh, how long did it take for it to come out? It was two years later that the in September of nineteen twenty. Okay, I know it was twenty twenty one when the men were acquitted, but it was yeah about a year later that yeah. So it came a year, out. year and a half. It looked like uh, the commissioner declared that games one, two, and eight of the nineteen nineteen World Series had been rigged. The outcome of the first two games had been procured by the bribery of the White Sox players by the Burns Attell Bennett Combine. Not entirely sure what that is, but basically they were paid to lose, and. All eight players that were accused were banned for life from the MLB. Although, they were acquitted in 1921. Meaning, doesn't that mean all charges were dropped against them? Yes. So, by a jury. So, take that as you will. But they were still banned. Yeah. I don't... So, I guess this one's not 100% confirmed, but... I think there's... They couldn't prove it. Oh, but there was no everyone knows it. It's it. kind of like an O.J. Simpson kind of thing. Yeah. And then he had the audacity to write the book, If I Did It. Like, but have you seen the cover of that book? Yeah. Okay, so if you guys... I'm, everyone knows O.J. Simpson. But, like, if you go look at the book he wrote called If I Did It, he writes, like, literally about... How he would do it if he had actually done it. Which, what the heck? That's a weird thing to write about. But the cover, it the if is tiny and the I did it are huge. So it literally just looks like it says, I did it. And then he's like looking back and like almost smirking a little bit at the like looking back at you on the cover. It's it's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, what a guy, you know. The audacity of that guy is yeah. astounding to me. Um, I think the travesty, though, of this World Series was that uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson probably would have gotten into the Hall of Fame. Um, and he was, like, really good. And I bet you that... Um, 
I think Lefty Williams was he in the Hall of Fame? Let's see. Um, Lefty Williams. So there were eight men that were banned, and I'm pretty sure Lefty Williams probably won't ever get in, and neither will Shoeless Joe because of that whole scandal, right. which sucks. But yeah, yeah, I think that's the real like travesty of it all. I I, I wonder how much this happens in sports today, though, because you got to think back then. 1920 like how much was professional baseball actually making probably not much like enough for them to be bribed by i don't know right. how much money a, a decent like, amount back then you see nba players today what was just the biggest um there was uh who's the dude that plays for the celtics not tatum but jalen brown um did you see his new contract no i didn't five year Three hundred and three point seven million. Holy crap! Um, so that is sixty million a year. Jeez, um, that's crazy. I remember like three years ago or four years ago when Rudy Gobert signed three years ago, and his was like forty million a year, and it was the biggest at the time. Russell Westbrook was making like forty million a year. Um, there was another one that was signed recently. So Jalen Brown's is the biggest, but Bradley Beal. He just signed uh, his is like a ridiculous five year two hundred fifty one yeah uh, um, and in football too uh, Jalen Hurts the quarterback for the Eagles uh, signed a five year two hundred fifty five million dollar contract so that's like you got to be kidding <laughs> yeah man it's that's five million dollars in a signing bonus it says right here. Can you imagine just for saying, yeah, I'll be on your team for five years. Here, Okay, thanks. Here's $5 million, yeah. and we'll give you another $250 million over the course of the next five years. Dame's making like $50 million a year. Uh, I think KD's making that much. Giannis is probably making that so, much. And Jokic is making a ridiculous... Jokic just signed one, too, that is uh, like pretty ridiculous, too. Um I don't remember, but like I don't think that that would be an issue for them today because oh no, I feel like now it's more about like you want the championship. Oh yeah, it's money. like if you ask an NBA player to throw their championship game today or an NFL player to throw the Super Bowl, there's not a chance they're doing that. Mm. I don't think you have enough money. Why do you need more money? Like at least in my mind, I'm sure that maybe that kind of stuff does go on, but there was a this is a different thing completely, but. There was a thing where a few of the teams had a, uh, I don't know what to call it, a hit list kind of thing, where the defensive players, they would have people like, okay, these are their best players on offense. Really? And like, basically, we want you to hit them so hard that they have to go leave the game. And if they leave the game, like you get like a $500 bonus kind of thing. What? Yeah, kind of thing. And it was a big scandal. Really? Through the NFL. Oh, the NFL. Yeah. Like hit them so hard, they can't come back in the game. And they would pay you for it. Wasn't that the Saints? Yes, that's right. It was the Saints. I, I, yeah, I remember hearing something about that. They call it like, like the bounty of the Saints or something. Like... I think it was just a bounty program or something. Bounty gate or something. That yeah, the New Orleans Saints bounty scandal or bounty that's, gate. That's so crazy, man. I mean, here's the thing: how can you tell in football though? Like, you have to hit people anyway. Oh yeah. So like, and obviously you're gonna hunt out certain players. I mean, most but, of these ones that they got 
like that got paid out or whatever, the players usually got kicked out of the game for it because oh, really? because so it was like an illegal. It was like okay, that was so bad, get out of the game, you're okay. done, kind of thing. I or see. like got flagged at the very least, yeah. kind of thing. Like, but that was okay. Like I remember them saying like in an interview, not an interview, but like it leaked out that players were like, yeah, they didn't like. They were like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you get a flag or kicked out of the game. We're gonna like. We'll give you some major brownie points, and mm. here's a thousand dollar payout kind of thing, mm. just just for hit one hit kind of thing, like and helmet to helmet or something, just like something like up. that. And it was just like you gotta be kidding, that's crazy. Anyway, I guess that's another conspiracy theory that turned out to be true. We can mm. throw in there, um, but we've got a couple minutes left. Why don't you Why don't you close us out with a quick one? What do you What do you um, think we should go for there? Let's go with. We're going to go with the Dead Baby Project. Oh, the um, Dead Baby Project. Or also known as Project Sunshine Nuclear Testing. So this was back in the 50s when the government was starting to uh, do more experimentation on how nuclear bombs and the fallout would affect the world's population. Because obviously we just dropped a couple nukes and they wanted to know. That's fair. So (laughs) um, they're trying to do some research and... They would, um, basically what happened is that they had a lack of human samples, right? No one wanted to go stand in the fallout zone (laughs) with a nuclear bomb and subject themselves to this. So, um, at the time, the AEC, which was the Atomic Energy Commission, their commissioner was named Willard Libby. And he was the one that was complaining about... Willard Libby. Uh, what a name, Willard Libby. Um... Willard. That sounds like such an old man name. Willard. <laughs> Sorry. If you're named Willard, we love you too. But I don't know any man under the age of 50 named Willard, though. Um, uh, where was I? <laughs> Sorry to all you Willards out there. Um, uh, he was saying, I don't know how to get these samples, but we have to get, like, it's super important that we get human samples. And so. Um, he basically he was on record as saying this is a quote i don't know how to get them but i do say that it is a matter of prime importance to get them and particularly in the young age group so human samples are often of prime importance and if anybody knows how to do a good job of body snatching they will really be serving their country oh my gosh so this led to over 1500 samples being gathered and only 500 of them were actually analyzed but many of those 1500s samples were gathered from cadavers, and a lot of those were babies and young children. Um, and they were taken anywhere from countries like Australia and Europe, and a lot of these samples were taken without knowledge uh, or consent of the parents of those children and babies. Of course not. So some reports say that it was small skin samples. Others say that it was complete limbs or full bodies that were taken. Just like, I need um, this arm, yeah. thanks. We're just, yeah, we're just going to take your baby. Um, but they were doing, yeah. Uh, um, fallout testing. Yeah, fallout testing on them. Which, here's the thing. It, a dead person, their body, does it react the same to radiation? There's no way, Because right? it's already decomposing. It's not alive. And also doesn't have blood flowing. That's yeah. got to change things. I would and imagine, oxygen. And- I would imagine it's really different. And so... Why couldn't you just like go to Japan and be like, hey, anyone that lived, we'll test you and we'll pay you. We'll give you, you 500 know? bucks or whatever. We'll pay you to let us analyze your body over the next 20 years or whatever. Yeah, to, that's true. To test. Well, those, um, nu- those weren't, nu- weren't nuclear bombs, though. 
Those were atomic bombs. Is that different? I don't even know. Uh, good question. I might have just sounded like a major idiot there. Like, those are the same thing, you... Some, um, some Reddit neckbeard is writhing right now. Okay. So, so atomic bombs are kind of nuclear bomb. So, you, you're semi-correct. Mm. That only utilize nuclear fission, though. Ah, of so course. the other types of nuclear bombs are thermonuclear bombs, also known as hydrogen bombs, which use the process of nuclear fusion. Oh, silly me. So okay, why does why wasn't Nagasaki and Hiroshima, Hiroshima? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, why aren't they nuclear fallout areas then? Um, because like, I I don't know. I guess Chernobyl was a lot. A different thing. I was going to say Chernobyl, but yeah. that was something completely different. So. Um, they still have some background radiation, but I don't think it's like anything major. Huh. Um, did you see, though, that apparently in Japan, a lot of older people are uh, trying to go and clean up the radiation, volunteering. Hmm. There was a guy that was like 70, and what people are like, why are you volunteering for this? And he's like, I'm old. I'm already dead soon, kind yeah. of thing. He's like, it'll take 20 years for me to get cancer from this anyway, so... I'll be dead before I even like, notice its effects. Yeah, he's like, we'll save the young generations, and a lot of them are helping like scrub that radiation away, but I don't think cool. it has much of an effect anymore. Good. I think in Chernobyl, where it was like super concentrated in the reactor, probably different, but... Yeah, plus there's probably a lot more. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Fun and, fact. Not fun. Scary fact. Uh... Basic, do you know how a, an, an atomic explosion or whatever works? Isn't it splitting the It's atom? an atom splitting and releasing energy, mm-hmm. but a piece of that atom basically launches out, or they like kind of split apart, and then they'll hit other atoms, making that one Break. split. And oh, it okay. causes a chain, a chain reaction, reaction, which is why it's so big. Huh. So when they f- tested the first bomb, nuclear bomb or atomic bomb, I don't know, which whatever one of those bombs... Um, they were actually, there was a slight worry that it would, uh, combust the whole atmosphere. Yeah. It would, one of them would fly off and hit like, I think it was hydrogen atom, even though there's not much in the air, like close to none, but there is some, like if it hits one of those, it could hypothetically set our atmosphere on fire. Yeah. Like the entire atmosphere. And that was like, that was a legitimate worry that they had. They had to like think about the risk of that. Like, is it worth it kind of thing? And they basically determined after doing a lot of math that it was almost impossible for that to happen. But when I heard that, I was like, are you kidding? Like there's a chance with every atomic bomb that goes off to basically set the entire earth on fire. That's why that dude said that he was the destroyer of the world. I am become death. Yeah. Destroyer of Worlds. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Not yet. I'd like to go see it. I heard it was decent. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Have you seen Barbie? Not yet. I have not seen Barbie. I don't pay for movies, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I watch all of my movies. At home. At after home. they're released. Right. Legally. And I pay for them with legal tender. Anyway. Um, have you seen the new Mission Impossible? Nope. That was pretty good. You like those movies aren't they all the exact same though this one was fun yeah. i enjoyed it it's all about ai and it always it is fun. yeah tom cruise is still doing his own stunts man he's still going wild up there i watched the video on the they did a whole behind the scenes on the like the, the motorcycle jump, jump motorcycle jump he apparently did it like six times yeah. to get the right shot In a kind day. Of thing. like just yeah dude's like 50 something first of all like that's Isn't crazy he's 60 now is he really 60 i think he's 60 no way, 60. 61. No way! 61. Um, 
And he still he looks like he's fifty. He looks like he's forty five. He looks good. Yeah. Have you seen his uh, Top Gun co star? Uh, you mean like Goose? Uh, no, Kelly McGillis, the chick. Oh, really? Oh, um, I have. She does not look well. Uh, no, she does not. <laughs> oh, wow. That does not look like the I, same I person. I don't think that's a flattering picture of her, but yeah. She, they did not she age similarly. A lot. He aged like wine and she aged like milk. Mm, yeah. Chunky milk. Chunky lemon milk. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what's that from? The office. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's oh, drinking yeah, the old milk yeah, out of the like, fridge. like, oh, they're coming back. That means no more chunky, chunky lemon, lemon milk. milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Well, this was fun. So That is a good one. We should do another episode like this. We got a lot more on this list, and I'm sure there's way more we haven't even found yet that we could throw on this list. And Tell us some conspiracies that came true, but also we want to do some that uh, were proven completely false. Yes. And then we also want to do episodes on ones that haven't been determined yet. So, I don't know. At that point, we're just going to go to Reddit and see, like, what are your biggest conspiracy theories? And, yeah. And, and the top ones, let's just go through them and see. Yeah. I don't know how believable they are or... Yeah. I don't know. Like, we want to... We're going to cover the moon landing at some point. There's a lot of interesting stuff there. Oh, oh, I got another conspiracy theory that turned out to be true that... Sneak peek. Um, NASA is altering images of Mars. I heard that, yeah. Before they release them to the public. Yep. Uh, and I don't know much more than that at the moment. I'd have to research. I don't want to tell you guys wrong. So that'll be the next episode. Yep. So, yeah, let us know your conspiracies. We're going to be mixing everything else in there as well. We've kind of fallen off the American Urban Legends train, but... Oh, yeah. I honestly uh, forgot about that. We'll need to get back on that. I guess. I think the last one was Indiana. Oh, my gosh. There's so many states. There are. I don't even think we're halfway through. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we will uh, get back on that train sometime as well. We recently had an episode that I think was taken down <laughs> that we're going to try and throw back up for you. Austin um, is adamant that he uploaded this episode I, and no, it's gone. I uploaded it and then I listened to it on Spotify. I listened mm. to it on Spotify. Well, apparently now it's gone. the government is not happy with that or yeah. Spotify or or whoever it was that took down that episode but you, yeah we'll get it back up big brother's watching use your vpns and uh throw some tape over your computer cameras and definitely you'll all be good all right well that's uh that's it's been a fun episode and we really appreciate you guys joining us for this today and uh let us know what uh other topics you want to hear uh you can let us know on social media our instagram you can chat us there you can leave a comment on any of the posts maybe direct message on instagram is probably the best or direct message on facebook or probably the best ways to reach us at this time yeah you can do it through facebook or through spotify as well oh yeah the link there you can that's right oh we we have a website i forgot you can even leave us a voice message um and we include those links in the show notes we'll throw our email in there as well tangentpodcast at outlook.com and Um, yeah the best way though Let's see, yeah. In every show notes, we should put our website, uh, which may be changing at some point. But as of right now, it is um, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash tangent podcast. Can you remember that? Woo! 
Anyway, it's, it'll be in the show notes, but it's got all of our episodes, and it's got uh, links to our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, our YouTube, which we have not been doing. Don't you mean X? Oh, X. So sorry. Our for X So account. dumb. And um, you can also, at that point, you can uh, send us a voice message. You can also support us with uh, like a monthly donation, um, which we will be releasing episodes for at some point. And that's about it. Thanks for listening. We love you all. And have yourselves a wonderful rest of your night. Goodbye.